Hey everyone, welcome to the English Fluency Journey podcast. These episodes were created based on our videos on YouTube for those who'd rather listen than watch. So happy listening. Hope you enjoy our content. Uncommonly used expressions and idioms. Interested? Then let's dive in. It's Anna and this is the English Fluency Journey. Our first one is I back to differ or I back to disagree. So this expression is a polite way to say that you don't agree with someone. When you're discussing something with someone, it's almost certain that you won't agree with everything that the other person is saying. So instead of saying you're wrong, it's better to say I back to differ. Some people might think that if you start learning another language while you're still learning English, you're going to mix them up and you're not going to be fluent in any of them. But people who are fluent in more than three or four languages will back to differ with that. Because in fact, when you learn a couple of languages, it becomes much easier to learn another one. Some people might think that if you start learning another language while you're still learning English, you're going to mix them up and you're not going to be fluent in any of them. But people who are fluent in more than three or four languages will back to differ with that. Because in fact, when you learn a couple of languages, it becomes much easier to learn another one. Blow the whistle on. Blow a whistle on. It means to expose something bad to authorities about some wrongdoings or to someone who is at higher position. To someone who can actually do something about it and hope to stop it. You can blow the whistle on corruption or a co-worker if they did or are doing something bad. Or an employer or public institutions for something illegal that is going on there. If you blow the whistle on higher-ups because you've identified a legitimate problem, you shouldn't be punished, you should be protected. If you blow the whistle on higher-ups because you've identified a legitimate problem, you shouldn't be punished, you should be protected. To go places. Someone's going places. If someone says something like, he's definitely going places, they mean that they think that, that person is going to be successful in the future, that they have talent and ability, and it's very likely that they're gonna succeed. It also means to travel, but it's sort of a given. So it means to achieve something, to make progress, to become successful. I'm sure, guys, that you're gonna go places with whatever you're working on. I'm sure, guys, that you're gonna go places with whatever you're working on. To a fault. This phrase is used to emphasize that someone has a particular good quality more than is necessary, more than enough, excessively, to a great degree. My grandma is scaring to a fault. My grandma is scaring to a fault. My brother is generous to a fault and sometimes people use that. My brother is generous to a fault and sometimes people use that. Let someone have it. Let someone have it means to actually attack someone, like beat them, thrash them or hit them. Or it means to attack someone with words to criticize or to punish them, to tell them off. And pay attention to this verb let. So the three forms of let are let, let, let. So the past tense and the past participle is let. When my husband came back home, I let him have it for taking my keys because I couldn't go out and just leave the door open. When my husband came back home, I let him have it for taking my keys because I couldn't go out and just leave the door open. 
When my mom sees this mask, she's really gonna let me have it. When my mom sees this mask, she's really gonna let me have it. Shy away from something. It means to avoid doing something because you're afraid or because you don't like it or because you're not confident enough to do that. I used to shy away from speaking English. I used to shy away from speaking English. He is not the type of person to shy away from a challenge. He is not the type of person to shy away from a challenge. For that matter, for that matter is a phrase that is used to emphasize that something that you had said previously is as relevant as something that you said subsequently and that the subjects in each case are equally relevant. It's also used to emphasize that something else that we're discussing is true as well. If you were to approach any company in Silicon Valley for a job or anywhere in the world for that matter, you would have to go through a job interview. If you were to approach any company in Silicon Valley for a job or anywhere in the world for that matter, you would have to go through a job interview. You have to be mindful when you interact with people in your family or people outside your family for that matter. You have to be mindful when you interact with people in your family or people outside your family for that matter. I stand corrected. This phrase is used when someone admits that they were wrong after someone else had told them about their mistake. Bill's bought a brand new Volvo. No, he's bought a Mitsubishi. Oh, really? I stand corrected. I'm not into cars much. Bill's bought a brand new Volvo. No, he's bought a Mitsubishi. Oh, really? I stand corrected. I'm not into cars much. Okay, guys, that's it for now. Thank you for choosing our podcast. Until the next one.